Hey, what's up everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack. And today I've decided that we're going to start like breaking into this mini-series of biblical leaders who were called to lead and they weren't actually in a leadership role before they were called to lead. And um, we're just going to kind of dig into this a little bit because there's there's just so many of them in there. And so over the next couple of weeks, um, however long this takes, I think I've got like at least 10 stories from the Bible right now that we're going to get into this. And we're going to talk a little bit about like how they became leaders, what caused them to become leaders and some of their journey. And so... So, like, it's all going to be really factual, but it's also going to be, you know, me bringing in my side of it to what I see as a leader and how we can relate to that and how we can do what they do. So, Cube Theme Zone, we'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust in respect of those around us to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome. So glad you guys are still here. For those of you that stayed in through this, absolutely amazing. So glad that you're here. So glad that you're taking time to uh, be with me and and uh, dedicating some time to it. Now, these next episodes are going to be really um, something that I've studied for a long time. So if, if you know me, you know that I'm very faith-driven, faith right? Like, um, I read the Bible pretty regularly. I've been through some rough times where I know that the Bible is exactly what I need to get through that. And so I know that my faith carries me forward. And I don't have a problem sharing that faith with anybody who asks me. Um, you go check out our website. There's verses at the bottom of every single website that I have. That we built realdangreer.com, um, eclipsedot.com, God First has verses all over it. It's all, you know, we have a nonprofit based on that spirituality. And then dotdocs.com, we're working on getting the verses on it as well. And that's our software that we've built for the world to use and utilize for the trucking industry. And so there's a lot of fun stuff that we do, but we include faith and incorporate faith and all that because we know that God is the reason for everything. Right. We know that God is the reason that we succeed. We know he's the reason that we have these opportunities. We know that he's the reason that you're listening to this right now because you felt a twinge in your gut and you listened to it to listen to this podcast. And so with that being said, I just want to say thanks for that. Number one. Number two, I just also want to say that, like, we've been we've been doing these podcasts for a year now. Crazy. I know it's been really fun. And I've kind of switched into this vlog mode a little bit. Um, videos, uh, video blogs, video podcasts, or you want to call them. It's been, it's been okay. It's been a wild ride. Um, we're also getting ready to start up a new podcast, which is going to be crazy. I don't know. I'll just throw more crap on Dan to do. That's what I do. <laughs> um, it's going to be all about DOT. And so it's going to be all about the trucking industry and DOT and stuff like that. And so I'm really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be called Decoding DOT. And it's going to be breaking down DOTs from the basics. It's going to be a YouTube channel that we turn into a podcast. So you, if you don't have time to actually watch the YouTube channel, um, you'll be able to check out the podcasting, rip the audio from that. We're just going to take it straight from the YouTube channel. So the, the videos are going to be more like hands-on videos, showing you how to do stuff, making sure stuff's done and, and kind of sketching some stuff out. And so it's going to be a lot of fun, but um, there's also going to be some great leadership stuff in there as well. So if that's something that you might be interested in, if you're in the DOT world, then you might want to direct your DOT people to listen to that. We'll go watch that YouTube channel as soon as we get open and then find Decoding DOT. All right, today we're going to be chatting all about Moses, right? So who here like knows who Moses is? We've all kind of heard of him, right? 
he's he's the dude who parted the Red Sea. You know, his mom put him in a cypress basket, floated him down the Nile River full of crocodiles until, you know, Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's wife found him and then raised him as her own, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's the story of Moses. Moses was, the the Pharaoh was, if we, if we go back into what actually happened in the story of Moses, the Pharaoh at the time, so the Egyptians were in Israel and they had been, um, Jacob had taken the Egyptians to Israel and saved the Egyptians, or he had taken the Israelites to Egyptian to Egypt. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk this morning. Um, he's taken, he took the Israelites to Egypt and ended up um, saving them through his son Joseph. Joseph saved through a vision by interpreting a vision that God had given Pharaoh. Joseph had in, had saved the Egyptians years and years and years before Moses' time. So, anyways, um, Jacob. Joseph's dad brought all Joseph's family to Egypt to live there. And then the Israelites actually became slaves of the Egyptians and were working for them at one point. Now I'm not, don't, I'm, I'm not a historical whiz. I'm not going to tell you exactly how that happened. I'd lie to you if I gave you any, any ideas or opinions or whatever like that. But it, it went, they went from being heroes to zeros in no time at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were a hero during Joseph's lifetime. And then it probably didn't take very long, maybe a generation or two. And then they were zeros. Um, and, and that happens throughout all of everything that we do. If we don't continue to perform, we go from hero to zero in a day or whatever. So we have to continue to give people new things. We have to continue to innovate. We have to continue to be leaders. We have to continue to enjoy that kind of stuff. So um, anyways, Moses was a few generations, several generations after Joseph and Joseph's time. But uh, the Pharaoh was was like, oh, the Egyptians, the Israelites are getting too big. We've got we've to do something. So Pharaoh issued a decree, a ruling, a judgment that said that all, all Israelites, males, not females, just males, because the Egyptians still wanted the females to be able to marry or whatever they do with them, concubines, it doesn't matter. Um, they, they only had males two years and younger were to be killed. And Moses was, was young, right? He was young. And so his mom hid him away until she finally felt called to put him in a cypress basket. She sealed it, put it in the Nile and it floated away. And actually Moses' sister followed the cypress basket, you know, and watched it and noticed that the Pharaoh's wife picked it up. And when Pharaoh's wife picked it up, she had compassion for this child. God gave her compassion for Moses. And the, the little daughter came and said, I know a mother who's breastfeeding who could actually feed your baby for you because uh, Pharaoh's wife decided to keep Moses for her own and raise her as his, as hers. And so Moses' mother actually got to feed Moses for quite a while because in that time they were breastfeeding for a long time, which was super awesome and super cool and God sent for sure. So Moses actually had the first couple of years with his mom. And she got to bond with him and do that. Now that brings to another hard point. Then she had to give him up, right? She'd be like, okay, it's in order to survive, you have to go live with the Egyptian, you know, Pharaoh. And that had to be very distressing on a parent being a parent myself i can't imagine that but as we as we kind of move forward throughout this moses's journey you know he he had several um siblings i'm sure of that in that time frame and then he noticed that he wasn't egyptian at some point in his life he's like oh, i'm not egyptian i'm i'm part of these israelites like i don't look like an egyptian i look different i have a different build i have different makeup i have different genetics just like i have different genetics than you do Right, we may be similar, but our genetics are completely different. Um, Moses noticed that. He noticed that. 
but he denied his calling to be a leader. God called him to be a leader at a young age, and he denied it. Um, finally, he uh, he saw two people fighting. He saw an Egyptian and, and an Israelite going over something, and he was he was distressed at what the Egyptian was doing to the Israelite. So he actually killed the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. Um, again, done called by God to do that because it was what God needed at the time, and it doesn't. That doesn't give us the right to go out and commit murder. That's not what I'm saying. So after that, Moses got a little bit nervous. He's like, who saw this? Who's, who's, who knows that this happened? You know, you, you, can you imagine what's going through his head after that happened? Like he's, he's very apprehensive, very on edge, very tense. And he, uh, he gets, he finally, a little bit later, he sees a couple Israelites fighting. He goes up and he goes, why are you guys fighting? Like what's going on? And I'm sure that there was some authority in his voice and they thought he was Egyptian or they thought it, that he was coming to, you know, rebuke them per se. And they said, no, what are you going to do? Kill us like you did the Egyptian? He's like, crap, everybody knows. So then Moses got super scared and ran away. When Moses ran away, he ran out and into the middle of nowhere and he actually met his wife there and his wife's parents. And uh, as we continue on through the story, it kind of goes there. Moses had, a, I believe he had a couple kids. But um, the next part of the story that's that's really big is like God actually showed Moses a miracle, and the miracle He showed him is is really crazy to think about this. Um, I I just want you to to like envision this for just a second. Now, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're sitting here listening to this, like close your eyes for a second and just envision one bush in the middle of a desert that's on fire, but the fire doesn't go out; it stays on fire. One bush. It never burns up. It'd be a little, it'd be a little crazy, right? I kind, I kind of live in this area called the Dry Side, and um, of Colorado, where high alpine desert is what we are, and I, I can see a sole bush surrounded by a bunch of sand, a sole tree, whatever, you know, um, piece of sagebrush, <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of dirt and sand and nothing around it, and just that piece of brush is on fire. Just it's on fire and the fire doesn't die down because you probably see it when you're out, you're out at night and you're tending the flocks or you're doing whatever. You probably see that fire and you'd be like, huh, what, what's that light? And then it doesn't go away. And then you probably go over and peek at it and be like, oh man, there's nothing around this fire. It's no big deal. Right? Like it's just going to burn out. And then an hour later you come back and you're like, bush is still burning. What in the world is going on here? Could you imagine? Could you just imagine like, Having one piece of sagebrush, one bush, one tree that burns for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I'm not talking like a redwood that's like bigger than a car around. I'm talking about a bush, you know, um, inch and a half size wood on it. It, it. it takes five minutes to burn that wood in a raging fire. And it, it fires just raging for an hour, hours, minutes, whatever. And then Moses comes back over to the bush and God actually speaks to him through the bush. Calls him. He calls him to be a leader. He says, Moses, I need you to go lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And you know what Moses does? This is the craziest part. And I think that we all do this very, very regularly, very frequently. Moses looks at God and he goes, he, he, he's looking at this bush. And he, he's like, I can't do that. No, I'm, I'm, no, that's not, that's not what I'm supposed to do. I can't go back there. They'll kill me. Right? I'll be dead. I can't imagine. I can't imagine going back there. Well, God finally convinces Moses to go back. He, he turns a, 
He's like, see, grab the stick. So he grabs the stick. He says, okay, put that stick on the ground. Well, just throws it on the ground. And it turns into a snake. Now, could you imagine, like, if you had a stick that was a staff that was, say, eight foot long or six foot long or seven foot long or whatever, and it was nice, big, and round, and you throw it on the ground, and it's wood, and you've been holding it, and it turns into a snake? Like, could you imagine that? That'd be unreal. Anyways, um, <laughs> that'd be crazy. And then and then to be able to touch its tail, and it turns back into a stick again, or walking staff? That that right there is God at work. Anyways, um, Moses, Moses doesn't feel like he's meant to be a leader. And, and he doesn't feel like he's eloquent with speech. He feels like, like he has a stuttering problem. Like, I don't know, right? But he doesn't feel like he's, he doesn't feel like he should be leading the Israelites out of Egypt. He doesn't feel qualified. And, and that right there is God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's something that we're going to hit really big throughout this. These lessons that we go through is all these people that we now look as extra qualified to be leaders. Moses, David, Jesus, Gideon, all these people, all these people that were massive leaders that changed the history of the world. They weren't qualified to be leaders before that. Moses was a murderer, right? Do you get this? They made mistakes. They made mistakes before God qualified them, after he qualified them, they made more mistakes, right? Moses was a murderer, yet God called him to be a leader. And then he took credit for what God did one time. And God still continued to leave him as a leader. So if he can do that for Moses, why wouldn't he do that for you? That's like one of my biggest questions. It's one of my biggest things is, is, is like trying to understand how things work. Now, we're actually going to do a whole nother podcast on Moses' leadership and some of the stuff that happens in Egypt because, because it's not over yet, right? Like, we could do a deep dive into this for hours and hours and hours. Um, but, like, I, the, the thought that I really want to leave you with today is, like, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And you've been called. You've been called for something. Everybody's called for something. You're called to be a mother. You're called to be a father. You're called to be a business owner. You're called to be a leader. You're called to be a a DOT guy. You're called to be a fleet manager. You're called to be a business owner. You're called to be a manager. You're called to do multiple things in your life. And if God calls you to do it, do it. Do it. Don't hesitate. Do it. And know that God's got it under control. Know that he's got your back. So, so God qualified Moses to lead the Israelites. And he got him to believe he was qualified, even though Moses argued with him. So my, my other question to you is, are you arguing with God over whether you're qualified? Are you arguing with him whether you're called? Moses was like, no, I'm not called. Nope, 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 not for me. I'm, I'm not good with words. I can't talk. I'm scared. They're going to kill me. Like all of these things, of doubt rised up in his head. You guarantee it. You guarantee it. Did. So, so if he can get Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and then lead them after they're out of Egypt for the next 40 years while they wander the desert, right? It's, it's, how can he not qualify you to do the, the quote-unquote insignificant things, significant things in our lives, insignificant in the scheme of the world? How can he not qualify you if you're called to do that? Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, 
feel free to like it. We'd love that. Leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. If you didn't like it, I can do it, so listen to it. Next week, we're going to carry on. Or should we? Maybe it'll be next week. I don't know. Next week, or next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Moses. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys later. Bye.